And welcome back to the free one. It's the free one. Yes, there it is. That's the voice that we're going to be doing <sighs> about this forever, I the suppose. The voice you get for free. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Al is here playing the part of the listener. Yeah, I yeah. think the listeners like the it. listeners here. You also, hogs. <laughs> the, the listeners are going to include half the staff at my dentist's because I went to the dentist mm-hmm. today and they asked me in like casual conversation, "Oh, what do you do for a living?" And I panicked and I forgot to lie and I said, "I'm a podcaster. I do a podcast called Trash Future." And so they said they were going to listen to it, and I'm so uh-huh. sorry. Please do, <laughs> do t- turn off. <laughs> Women, women saying their L's using their mouths in the dentist chair. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's well. Hey, you know what? If you manage to find mm. this place, uh, this this particular podcast from yeah. the search string, <laughs> then uh, welcome. Yeah, yeah uh, that's right. <laughs> but when you go to the dentist, it's not the free one; it's bonus. Yes, that's right. Hey, none of that. No. Not on here. I need the dentist. Only <laughs> at <laughs> the dentist. Look, uh, right. we have a lot to get through today, so I'm going to jump right in. Um, do you think it's still? Do you think it's not too late for me to change my name, flee town, and get a new dentist? Uh, yeah, you can get whatever you want, uh, especially uh, now that the uh, elections are coming up, and you have the opportunity to elect uh, the Alba party. Oh yeah, I suppose. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You could you could get a dentist. Uh, I assume they'll have free dental care, and not just a bunch of like you know insane crank positions. Only get it in yeah. Gaelic. Yeah, they've got a manifesto for dogs. I mean, okay. There you go. If, if nothing else, I can get veterinary care. A Scottish independence referendum. Yeah, that's right. Replace my dentist with a vet. This is the Alba Party position. I'm pretty that's sure. Right. Good for the canines. So uh, uh, we're also a little bit late to this party, but did you all know that there is some drama afoot in Westminster, and Boris afoot. Johnson appears to have um. Uh, uh, being uh, be- being on the wrong end of some uh, rather uh, unkind words yeah, and comments and revelations. He's on oh, the ropes. No. We're, we're being yeah. told every day that he is on the ropes. He uh, mm. now on his hundred and fiftieth consecutive day on the ropes. <laughs> his polling will slide at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, right. It's one of those things. It's a bit like an ocean shelf. It sort of it doesn't go anywhere and then it suddenly drops. I did. Off. I did. I did find it very funny about like when the whole like bodies uh, quote did happen. Um, the poll came out the next day showing like a plus five lead. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> so, um, British people love dying. We love it. Yeah, they w- so here's that was the-, the whole like coronavirus, like everyone's a troop thing, right? I think that's so internalized now that like when they do hear of some a prime minister wishing you death, they're like, yes, please, please, like mm. murder me and make a poppy in my honor. Mm. So for the for context, what's happened here is that um. Uh, the pr- like a lot of the uh, right wing press was reporting. I think leaked pretty much, pretty conclusively le- leaked by Dominic Cummings. I don't care um, that he said uh, I'd rather let the bodies pile high in their thousands. So he said it in a bit of a stupid way than mm. have another fucking lockdown. Yeah, and just, it's just like stupid guy says stupid yeah. thing from a yep. stupid guy position. Um, like mm. man bites dog, least surprising yep. thing ever. But 
the press mm. decided this was the thing that was going to kill him. I don't yep. know why, because Dominic Cummings terrifies them with a sort of Svengali-like thing that he does. Mm -hmm. And so they were all just like, yeah, no, he's finished. And the Poles have not cooperated. He is not finished. <laughs> it's so funny to me that like they think that the thing that's going to get Boris Johnson isn't the fact that he let 120,000 people die, but it's the fact that he had some awareness of the fact that that's what he was doing. As though when he was doing that just because he's a fucking idiot, that was fine. That was like honest letting 120,000 <laughs> people like die. That's like just what you do. It doesn't count yeah. until he looks down and realizes that he's gone over the edge of the ravine. Yeah. It seems mm. like it's it's like no one actually cares that he did pile the bodies high in their thousands. Yeah, that happened. He mm. did it. But the problem is, is and, and what the media has been talking about is that he made indelicate remarks about it because mm. this is oh. Britain, and you and you, ha if you're going to kill like over a hundred thousand mm. people uh, with like state neglect, more or less on purpose, you're not allowed to really acknowledge that you've done it. It has to be unsaid. There's, there's a, there's a yeah. whole like British thing, isn't there? This whole like like mythology that British people like to internalize of being very like well-spoken mm. and polite and kind of like, you know, not, mm. you know, not crude on like their sort of like European counterparts, but like, this is never, what are you trying to shake? <laughs> this is, this is never, this has never been true. Um, like, you know, it's the whole idea of like, you know, British people are uh, being very delicate with their words and sort of like dancing around things because they don't like confrontation. Like, None of it, none, none of that is true. But I think that, like, mm -hmm. like many things, the press likes to internalize. I think they really internalize the idea of like, oh, this isn't statesmanlike at all, and like the British people won't mm -hmm. stand for this. And it's kind of like, have you, have, have you seen, have, have you seen the guy that you're talking like in reference to? <laughs> um, you know, he could literally, he could literally like shit on your child, and you would still vote for him. There was another yeah, example of this, right? Because. Yeah. If, you, uh -huh. if you're not aware, in France, a bunch of retired army officers have just put out a letter that's like, oh, you have to do more racism or we will do a coup d'etat against the government because they can't stop forming the OAS every 10 years, right? But yeah. David Aronovich just did a fucking column saying, oh, well, this would never happen in Britain. Um, yeah, of course. Do, do, mm. oh, sorry, do we do we remember the like the years of every fucking retired field marshal coming out to the telegraph with? Well, I mean, if Corbyn were elected prime minister, yeah. we would have to take steps. Oh yeah, no, we would need to do a, our own years of lead. Like you know, it's uh, it's like Gladio, but without the secret. It's just like, oh, well, we'll do a Gladio well, if like, he's well, The whole like soldiers mm. practicing firing guns using yeah. Jeremy Corbyn um, as target practice and how that was just kind of like shrugged mm. off by much of the press um, who still like don't like, who still don't want to acknowledge how fucked up that was by just like, you know, lads- It was very sporting of Jeremy Corbyn to volunteer for that <laughs> though. Anyway, a bit of um, this, this, is all this is all very stupid and I don't want to spend mm. too much time on it because uh, if a lot of uh, newspaper hacks are saying, oh, this is very important, it's your key that it's not. I'd but like I, I think to it, see old yeah. Boris Johnson wriggle <laughs> out of this one. Ah well, yeah. nevertheless. So uh, it's it's very funny though, right? That like the the problem as ever in Britain is it's never like 130,000 people killed by austerity. Uh, the problem is you're being rude by mentioning it. 120,000 people fucking just fucking turned into a fucking worm food by COVID. The mm. problem is that Boris Johnson was mean about it. The thing is, he did more or less everything that liberal darling Andrew Cuomo did in New York. But it's I welcome the, same the government's feeding of the worms. <laughs> the right. worms need to be fed. <laughs> anyway, um, I want to talk about one more bit of Westminster stuff. 
and then we will uh, leave these uh, these uh, statues in the reliquary where they belong. Is, is it the soft furnishing stuff? Oh, it's the soft furnishing things, which is only to me. It, it, I only want to talk about like the labor response to it, which has been f- just fucking inspired. Uh, no, um, Keir Starmer so, is doing owns of Boris. So I'll, I'll give some background okay. here. Uh, what's happened is Boris Johnson is like improperly accepted a donation to like refurnish the flat above number 11 Downing Street mm-hmm. and like again everyone is in incredibly high dudgeon about it because unlike all the times where he's like there's a whiff of impropriety or he's acted improperly he's broken a hard and fast rule mm-hmm. and so everyone's like oh this is the end of Tory Sleaze blah 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 but it's like it's a a it's a rule that he's in charge of enforcing and b who the fuck cares who yeah. cares yeah, it's like it's such a weird gotcha because it's like okay, like he has technically broken a rule, but like who gives a fuck? Like it's only because the UK is the dumbest country on earth that like the prime minister has to pay for renovations to a fucking a government owned apartment. Like it doesn't make any fucking sense anyway. Like it's yeah. hardly like a great moral victory. Like of all the things Boris Johnson has actually done, this is one of the most reasonable. We got him <laughs> on two equally bad things: killing a hundred and twenty thousand people. <laughs> And soft furnishings. Yeah, turning up his yeah. nose at John Lewis. Yeah, and like breaking a rule, which when you explain it to people, they're like, well, that doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> very funny Why would that, that like, be the rule? The, the John Lewis thing was the only thing he's bothered to deny. Was just yeah. like, oh, I love John yeah. Lewis, actually. Yeah. I love the idea that in Britain we love landlords so much that like even when you're prime minister the government is like your landlord who refuses to do up the flat that you live in <laughs> and you're like can I please get some new curtains or like there's water drinks the government's like no you you like it or you fucking find somewhere else all right mate <laughs> yeah why don't you be go go be prime minister of another country then <laughs> well I'll do it up myself now there's a fucking rule <laughs> <laughs> just try it you slag Boris Johnson getting like dinged by 500 pounds when he's done being PM <laughs> because he put up a painting <laughs> as a mark on that wall. Yeah. Oh, it was just like like coming in, being like, "Did you hang that framed poster of the Choose Life speech from Train Spotting?" <laughs> uh, if only Boris Johnson. Did was you that hang cool. that Scarface poster? <laughs> <laughs> now, I would respect Boris Johnson if he built a huge Scarface poster with that money. Uh, so here's the other thing, right? Now, the weird thing was Matt Hancock had offered him all this tiny furniture for free, but he turned it down. So here's the other thing, right? Is that is that basically now it's, there is this whole thing of like, oh, he's broken an actual rule again. Mm. Who cares? Uh, he must resign. Yeah. He won't, yeah. but he must. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and like the worst thing that could happen is like what he gets Morally, like a, he's resigned. a fine from the electoral commission over a process that he uh, oversees. Like, who cares? But what's very funny about it is that Starver's professional. Remember how um, mm. the Labour Party was saved from its coterie of like trade union bureaucrats and like and, and other useless people by a team of slick professional I communicators. Do remember that? Yes. So what they've done is they've decided that after Bor- in the same week that Boris Johnson's like, I'll kill a bunch of British people on purpose. Um, and mm-hmm. then having then killed a bunch of British people basically on purpose, um, uh, the Labour Party decides that what they're going to do in what I could only inter- describe as like, like the like the equivalent politically of like an insult in a secret fan based language from the Japanese Imperial Court has had himself photographed going to John Lewis to buy some wallpaper. Yeah, he's he's done an own of him in the language of flowers. 
<laughs> got him. <laughs> Rack him. <laughs> and, the, and the thing that's and the thing that fucking infuriates me is that all of the most annoying people in Britain are like, this is masterful politics. Boris Johnson is finished. And the my main emotion seeing all of this is basically just vicarious embarrassment. <laughs> It's so fucking bad. Well, I mean, oh like, I, I won't like take too because again, like, I think this is like a nonsense thing to kind of spend too much time on. But again, it sort of goes back into like the psyche of like how the press operates, right? Which is the idea that like yeah. they don't they they've spent so long kind of relying on like access politics and kind of they know that in order for their jobs, especially like in political correspondence, to be relevant, they have to kind of maintain that access. Um, so in order to kind of like create stories or to kind of create myths they have to kind of weave out these narratives that just sound very absurd to people on the outside but kind of only make sense inside it as a way of like negotiating isn't the right word but in terms of like assessing the definitions of what's actually going on so if someone says for example but like dominic cummings is the kind of like mastermind leaker and stuff like that everyone else has to kind of follow suit and if they say that like keir starmer is playing masterful politics like People quite like in the pre- in in that press section have to follow suit, um, which is why you end up getting these very absurd kind of things where people like will kind of see Keir Starmer looking at uh, looking at like very boring and plain wa- uh, wallpaper or whatever, and kind of like do the cry laugh emoji um, because they can't really accept the fact that like systemically like it's not doing anything systemically like the opposition mm-hmm. doesn't really matter all that much and like it had very little to do with Corbyn and this whole narrative of like you know it was the Corbynistas which like alienated poli- like created this alienated polarized politics that Keir Starmer is trying to fix like that's not true but them admitting it half like then tacitly mm-hmm. means that they have to admit that like they've spent the past five years or so like not being able to kind of comprehend the type of like game that the conservative party been playing on them. And, and furthermore, it means that this wallpaper shit has to be meaningful mm. because that's the only thing left that can be meaningful. Right. Yeah. Mm. If this is meaningless, then it means our jobs are meaningless and that can't no. be true. Oh, no, no. Not, not our phony baloney jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's How like... How can this job be meaningless? My dad got it for me. <laughs> yeah, if so my like... my job is meaningless, why do I get paid so much? Yeah, uh, riddle, riddle me that. Um, riddle me that, uh, uh, hipster analysts. Mm. Anyway, uh, all very funny uh, to watch. Uh, and also, the last thing before we move on is Boris Johnson's not unbeatable. Like, he is very much a creature of the press. If the press mount a sustained attack on him, he will probably fall before it, right? Like, it's not like he's Trump. He doesn't have, like, the Twitter feed and the independent cult of personality around no, him. But yeah, the, he's the, not the, the, cool. one, the one trick that he's learned is whenever everybody says you have to resign, you just go, no. Yeah, that's right. He's uncancelable. It turns out they can't make you. Yeah, Boris Johnson, the Nick Mullen of politics. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm going to now. Actually, I said that as a joke, but that is so yeah, fucking uh, true. Uh, that right. is transphobic. <laughs> um, so I'm going to move on to uh, Election Watch 2021. Um, yeah, that's right. We are, we, we're in Zelda. We've just opened up a chest and I we found think an election. I could a fucking jingle just like that, all right? I had to go <laughs> to the <laughs> mental <laughs> repertoire. <laughs> so, uh, there are elections coming up. And what we've done on TF is pre- prepared a handy-dandy voting guide in case you live in Hartlepool or London. Yeah, welcome to the, the two places in Britain. <laughs> uh, yeah. Indecision yeah. 2021. 
That's right. Uh, Aren't so, there local elections everywhere, or are they also, doing in London? Also and- for viewers in Scotland. Yes, that's true. Uh, well, in Scotland, you have the Alba Party. Yeah, yes, so vote for them, obviously. <laughs> cool uh, guys. Mm. Um, yeah, Actually, yeah, do vote for them. That would be very funny. Please uh, do that. Do, do not vote for them, or at all. <laughs> Uh, so. <laughs> the position of this podcast is do not vote at all. I, I, it's my position, kind of. Yeah, we've gone reverse Democrat. Yeah. We're like, you That's know right. what? Don't. Yeah, being, I didn't vote. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I mean, you can vote if you want to, but like, I don't know, if you have plans or you want to watch a movie, uh, do that instead. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Just listen to I'm podcasts. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to wake up on the day, and if I feel like it, I'm going to go do it. And I'm going to tell you who I'm going to vote for after the end of this segment. That's right. Um, but uh, so basically, we're there's a by-election, and sorry if you don't live in London. It's just that I I, I do, and so I follow London politics a bit. I uh, I do want to talk about. We do so move here, I guess. <laughs> I do. Uh, I, am, I do we. want to talk about. Uh, I do want to talk about some of the uh, other uh, local election candidates, if only because uh, there are some very funny parties running, especially in Scotland. That I think will probably generate a lot of counselors who have like local news headlines attached to them for getting in like a stupid fight over some like it's a side called yard thing. Scotland. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. bear in mind the SNP can't maintain enough sort of internal discipline to prevent. Uh, well, we've we've seen this before with uh, texting that kid. Just hey, yeah, hey, Derek hey, Mackay, Derek Mackay, the, the, uh, the, the coolest guy. Well, the thing that's funny about the SNP is that they basically, they're like a UKIP-ass party that somehow became a mainstream party, but so, like, most of their politicians are, like, UKIP-ass guys. They're just crazy yeah. guys. They're just yeah. guys, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but... Like, your dad, but he's, like, a minister. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're, I, so I want to talk about Hartlepool for a little bit. Um, mainly uh, the fact that it's looking like there might be, what, the third time in history that uh, government's going to, like, lose a by-election in this kind of a year. In a year mm. after being elected, mm-hmm. one, uh, very one funny matter, to me. But still, yeah, doesn't matter. But it's uh, very funny to me, um, largely because uh, the, um, the 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 candidate uh, for Harlepool was an MP that lost his seat nearby in 2019. So they were like, "Look, we don't, we can't make anyone new an MP. We have no. to pick someone who was already an MP." It's like a one-in-one-out thing. They can't pick any new people until they get everyone who lost their seats back. Yeah, everybody has to get their job back. Yeah, basically, the phony baloney job we were talking about. Uh, But what I think is very funny is that uh, this guy, Dr. Paul Williams, um, basically was taken on like a Potemkin uh, village tour of Saudi Arabia in 2018. (laughs) In 2018, taken into Saudi Arabia. This is three years. It's not like he went in like 2012 before MBS like took over and the uh, the war on Yemen really Locked stepped all up. all his cousins in a hotel. Yeah, before that, before Step like Jamal. Cousins stuck in Rat Marriott. Before uh, Jamal like, Khashoggi or whatever. Like, no, this was well after all of that was happening. He was like, um, when asked whether his perceptions of Saudi had changed after his uh, state-sponsored visit, he was like, he said, I said that my previous notions have been blown out of the water. I've seen a modern progressive Saudi Arabia that has totally changed my view of this country. Awesome. Why don't you be the MP for Neom, you dipshit? Hmm. Well, I mean, he basically oh, is going to be, uh, yeah, effectively, which, yeah. which is great. Because if there's one thing, if there's one thing the people of Hartlepool really love, it's uh, Wahhabist Islam. That's right. I mean, like one thing I can understand is like how people, like especially how like dumb English guys would get very impressed with Saudi Arabia, um, considering that like outside. I mean, like Saudi Arabia is a weird place because so much of it is kind of just like desolate and boring, and then you've obviously like got Mecca. 
um you know which is kind of like very modernized but still yeah, which has the which has the, the cool but bar. if you go to like places like mm. medina and like i guess there are other places like other kind of places in saudi arabia as well like it's like basically um you know they've, they've kind of had the tourist push for a long time it's basically just like a big theme park right so in the same way that i think there's a like a type of british guy gets gets very impressed the first time they go to florida because everything's so big and like they've never kind of experienced that before i think they probably get the same type of thing from Saudi Arabia as well. So he's like going, going yeah. to Saudi world. So he's, so he's come back and like, he's kind of thinking to himself that uh, he's like probably thinking to himself like, Oh, this is such like a great place. And they have so many things to do. There's like so many American fast food chains there. Um, water yeah. slide. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's, there's a water slide. You can push this cool button on what appears to be like a really detailed video game where you play as like a bomber pilot. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, it's also like, oh, good. Uh, so this is sort of Labour's way of reassuring the country. Uh, don't worry. Uh, if we're al- if on the off chance you decide to stop ritually humiliating us and just give us power instead, uh, we're going to make sure that those paveway uh, laser guided bombs well, keep that, ending well, up well, in uh, Yemeni well, like the, the whole like counter argument is that like actually the people of Hartlepool don't care about international affairs and they don't care about like the war in Yemen and everything. Um, okay, so why why this guy? Why him? Sorry. Because he's the only way, because he's got seniority, and we've got to give him his old job back. Yeah, what, what, are you anti-worker all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah. He's a senior union employee. That's right. Um, anyway, uh, so I think that's very silly. I think also, like, look, I, I don't like taking any, anything too seriously, but uh, the I think the, the if the Northern, in, the only, the, I think the Northern Independence Party, like, yeah, if they can if they can force labor to uh, lose that seat, then fine. That gives labor a challenge to its left. It- I mean, the, the other thing is the Northern Independence Party. I agree, are a joke now, but then the the SNP were a joke in like you know like my lifetime, yeah. like in the nineties yeah. even. Yeah, you UKIP were a joke. I mean, this is yeah, not and everything. They, and then they become an even worse joke, which is like a, like a really bad idea that is now popular because we have such a paucity of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, by, I mean by you know what? Your joke idea on the table, it will be there when, uh, like, uh, we, you know, are grasping for ideas, having ruled out doing yeah. stuff like broadband communism. Mm. Yeah, so like, I, I'm broadly in support of them for that reason. Mm. Um, just because, yeah, fine. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I would just also like to see. I, yeah. I, I think what what we have to do, and I'm I, I'm pitching this to Milo now as as like Northern Independence Party skeptics. What we have to do is we have to embrace Russian foreign policy, which is we have that to like right. not that is not, always say, right. not say sincerely, oh, the Northern Independence Party are good. But what we have to do is we have to post the crying laughing emoji. We have to be like, uh, oh yeah, the Northern mm. Independence Party fucking rule, crying laughing emoji. And just sow a yeah. bit of discord just to, like, fuck around. Yeah, okay, I can get on board with that. But no, I, I honestly think, like, if you are going to vote in, in Hartlepool, I don't know how many listeners we have in Hartlepool, if you are going to vote there, you might as well vote for the Northern Independence Party, because, like I said, it would be very funny if the Northern Independence Party is the thing that forces Labour to lose, and the only way that that can happen is if they get votes. Mm. So that's the only, the only endorsement I've, I will be making thus far for that reason. It's not an official we TF endorsement. We will be endorsement. making another endorsement. I will be making another endorsement. This is not an official TF endorsement. This is just a Riley endorsement. Look, uh, I want to get to our real topic today, which is a, a, a man who's a favorite of mine. So let's talk about the London mayoral elections. Hmm. Um, so uh, you've, this is going to be uh, two day, coming out two days before the elections happen themselves. So let's just talk about the candidates. Uh, Sadiq Khan, who cares? Boring. My dad uh, was a bus driver. 
Uh, yeah. There is no credible opposition to me. All of the worst people in the world want to murder me all the time because I do, like, ineffectual social democracy. Not even ineffectual social democracy, just like, not nuking certain parts yeah. of the city. I, I have a job that doesn't really have that much political power, uh, and for this, like, because I'm the, the most prominent Muslim politician in Britain, uh, and, like, in the Labour Party, it makes a bunch of people extremely furious, and now I have to have 24-7 mm. police protection. Mm. That guy? What yeah. a surprise that British people are weird about the most prominent Muslim <laughs> politician. Yeah. Um, but in uh, policy terms, uh, his main thing is uh, more of the same, but more cops. <laughs> um, okay. Sean Bailey. Uh, basically, the Tories realize London probably isn't where they should send their best, so Bailey should be understood in the same way as any Tory uh, candidate for, like, Liverpool, in as much as he is the C-team. His candidacy is largely for the benefit of people outside well, London. Would, so I would disagree only in the sense that I think that what's happening, um, and you can tell with, like, Sean Bailey's kind of promotional videos, that he's the candidate for Greater London, right? Um... And like, you know, to, un to understand like the London mayoral election, I think you do have to understand, but like inner London, which is often what's talk talked about when we speak about like issues to do with London, is very, very different to areas like Greater mm. London where I live, where like- Hussein and I are in on this because we both are familiar with like- Bromley. The existence of Bromley, of fucking Bromley, the London borough of Bromley, yes. Yeah. Sean Bailey speaks for Chiselhurst. I mean, exactly. Like, yeah, like the London borough of Bexley, right? Where like Sean Bailey will kind of win because conservatives have won the London mayoral election in this area, like since kind of con since its conception, right? Um, but like what's happened here is that like, I think the Tories like know that they aren't going to, like they had no shot with Sadiq Khan uh, against Sadiq Khan anyway. So what they're actually doing is trying to kind of like integrate the London mayoral election into this like ongoing culture war, which is why like so much of Sean Bailey's policies are kind of rooted around things like driving into the city and like his kind of only his sort of like flagship policy, I think, um, is like beyond kind of like a lukewarm kind of distaste for like LTNs, which I don't think is quite like sincere anyway, is the idea that it costs too much to drive from Greater London into Inner London. And he used like this campaign yeah. video of him driving into like Trafalgar Square, to which like people were kind of responded like, who the fuck drives into Trafalgar Square? Like, who? Not the point. Right. It's a place cool, that guys. Trafalgar Square is somewhere that you can, if you want to, drive into. Yeah. Like, the kind of parochialism. He's, I mean, yeah. It, it, like, it, it's essentially like opening up the manifesto and the sole sentence in there in like 140 point font is I'm going to stop BLM from renaming the Churchill Theatre in Bromley. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, on the subject of um, Greater London heads, um, I bought my car from a guy in Romford. Uh, so if we want to take the temperature of people in Romford, he actually brought up Sadiq Khan to me and said that he would not be voting for Sadiq Khan and then proceeded to describe for about 10 minutes an incredibly like niche and inter-Nissan planning dispute his wife was having with a commercial property that she owned. And that was why he would not be voting for Sadiq Khan. Classic. And I was like, hell yeah, dude's yeah, right. He's, like, he's, he's going to turn the commercial building that... Um, that my, that the council keeps telling me I need to get like fire protection so he's going to turn it into a mosque. Um, but yeah, basically, <laughs> I mean, basically the, the, the kind of like, the, the kind of like short um, text about Sean Bailey is that he's like talking to people who own multiple properties and people who own cars. Yeah. I think it's Which also true that like six people. Yeah. I think it's also true that he's talking to people who don't live in London because a big part of the Tories appeal and like, you know, the bits of the bits of England that are new to them is being like, ah, oh, 
all of those um, like gay Antifa uh, Corbynistas in London, we're going to trigger them all together. <laughs> and so Sean Bailey is a bit of also like a trigger the libs candidate as well. So I, I kind of see that all coming Wasn't together. He proposing like custodial sentences for cocaine possession or something mad like that. Just just various mad things. Uh, he was also proposing that like the homeless should save up five thousand pounds for a deposit. Also, um, to buy if, a house. if I'm remembering cool. correctly, more cops. Yeah, more cops. Way more cops. Um, he wanted more have, uh, more cops than Sadiq Khan wanted more cops. Yeah, the Tories these days are usually less cops. Yeah. They're usually like we can't afford cops. We also have uh, Count Binface, which I hate because it's the twee British nonsense that makes this country fucking unbearable. What, what's his position on cops? Does he want more of them? Uh, he probably has like a twee way of saying like his one of his main policies is that he wants to rename London Bridge after Phoebe Waller Bridge, thereby leaving it un the name uh, unchanged. Uh, <laughs> awful. Uh, uh. Yeah. Oh, I really hate that. Mm -hmm. That's really upsetting to me. I thought he was a different kind of cringe to that, but nope. no. Nope, sorry, same kind. Uh, annoying. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he also wants more cops. Um, we have Lawrence Fox, uh, who we've discussed enough on this show, so I won't go through into him too much detail, whose main thing is just like culture war. Like, I wasn't able to easily find a manifesto, even when I searched Lawrence Fox manifesto on yeah. google like well there's there's this, there's this like, video that i saw of lawrence fox when he visited drumroll please bromley um and he yeah. and he and he set he set his camp outside of the glade shopping center which like is only relevant oh, which God. is only relevant to alice and me uh, oh, <laughs> in terms of like oh, what it is God. and the, the yeah. entrance of the glades in bromley is the fucking hell mouth for <laughs> london all darkness emanates from the entrance to the glade and, shopping and, center and, and like he, this was like one of the campaign starts where he was like talking about policies and like there's a kind of two-hour video that he's uploaded where like he's kind of meeting people and it's like it's remarkable how many people like so the two things were kind of two things were very instructive it's remarkable how many people like came up to him and just started talking about their twitter accounts and how they were like banned or restricted on twitter like almost immediately um mm -hmm. for like things like you know and just the classical stuff like oh yeah i i just said that i respect adult human females and my twitter account got rejected and lawrence fox like has to stand there watching this like insane person talk about how much they hate twitter and being Wait, what do, no, you mean, Julie what do you mean has to? The to? I think the word here is gets, gets to. to. Right. <laughs> and then there's the other part where like people are trying to talk to Lawrence Fox about like things that they feel are like problems in their city, right? Whether that's kind of like LTNs or whether I think like in the case of this Bromley video, it was something to do again with like construction, um, like construction obstructions or something like that. And like making it difficult to drive around to which like Lawrence Fox is kind of like, you can see that he's struggling for an answer to this problem, right? So he like... Right, so one. like it's it's quite remarkable how he listens to this and then he kind of goes on to oh you know this is because like you know Sadiq Khan is too busy doing virtue signaling uh for BLM instead of caring about ordinary Londoners and then he circles right back to Twitter right so all his stuff is literally like a grievance over yeah. the fact that like you know he's mad at Twitter for supposedly censoring him and his friends but he of of the two posting candidates he is the soy one yeah he is the uh shitty lame one <laughs> cringe uh, that is right. Yeah, he's the bad post. We're going to talk about what a I, good posting candidate. What I do respect about Lawrence Fox is how chaotic all of this rebrand of his has been. And like some of the, like you look at someone like Ben Shapiro, right? Who like does the culture war thing, but he's got a strategy, right? Like Ben Shapiro, yeah. he picks he picks his battles and he knows what's going to like pretends, engage his audience. His brand is like he's on top of it, right? Lawrence Fox is a, a pathologically divorced man. 
Yeah, he's in way over his head. Like, he doesn't even know. He's there, like, Shapiro would be at home talking with the nutters of Bromley, whereas, like, uh, Lawrence Fox is just, like, a big posh guy who's, like, doing this as a bit, essentially. And his bit has gotten out of hand. I I think Lawrence Fox genuinely believes it. I think he just, he's sort of mad and kind of thought being mad would carry him further than it has. But we've talked about Lawrence Fox too much on this podcast mm-hmm. already over the course he of the last year. He also wants more police. Yeah. Also wants more police. Uh, Sean Barry, Green oh, Party. Bathroom police. Uh, more police also. Oh. Uh, I'm detecting a theme. <laughs> yeah. After, every, yeah. Every police officer gets a special crystal in their hat that encourages healing and uh, redistributive <laughs> yeah. yeah. justice. The Greens are so funny to me because like they like they they're sort of left wing, but also then they'll be like, Yeah, well we need more police because otherwise who's gonna issue you with a five thousand pound fine when you put the wrong thing in the yeah, recycling? If, if if Lawrence Fox is the entrance to the glades in Bromley, then the Green Party are like uh shop selling driftwood reclaimed picture frames in Dulwich Village. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And also like the the Let's say and it's got um, one of those like heavily screaming things outside yeah. that drives off yeah. teenagers. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Sean Barry, Green Party, more mm. cops. Who cares? The only person I'm interested in talking about at length, the only one, mm. the is, only candidate who could earn our vote, the London Real Party's Brian Rose. <laughs> yeah, the real, all the other parties. He's are the fake. coolest guy. Yes. Yeah, he's the coolest one, yes. for sure, by Easily. far. Mm. Now, we have uh, we are all on TF very familiar with the work of Brian Rose. <laughs> we are. We've um, read all of his books. Uh, uh, the, the, a guy you could basically just describe as um, Joe Rogan, but with like a reskin with Wolf of Wall Street DLC. Like, yeah. he's the same he's a thing. He's jacked he is old guy. A perfect yeah. idiot. Yes, uh, he is. Uh, he's he into is all God's the set stuff. Perfect moron. Yeah. He is God's perfect moron. He loves ayahuasca, uh-huh. which is great. Yeah. Um. He fully like. We'll see when we talk about his pl- uh, platform, which we will in detail. That he just he cares about all the stuff that stupid people yeah. care he, about. He used to be a banker, right? Which is where he comes by the Wolf of Wall Street stuff. He also basically believes in certain kinds of magic. Yeah, because that's the thing. He he like he got into like wellness YouTube and so it's still mm. on the same account. So the account that is now like him driving a bus around challenging Sadiq Khan to debate him. You go back a couple of years and it's like him getting taught masturbation techniques by a kung fu master. It rules. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, so it's like basically this and we guy... we have watched those videos. We have watched... We have watched Brian Rose be told how to jerk off more effectively. And be really into it. Yeah, we made an emote out of it. Yeah. So, um, look, uh, here's a little bit of stuff about Brian Rose. Uh, he also is like... Don't get me wrong. Like, he's... Uh, a fucking insane person. Yeah. Where yeah. like he like he like interviews David Icke and lots of people who are like vaccines are fake, COVID's we are fake, comfortable blah blah blah. In, in in embracing him because we are certain he cannot win. Yes, correct. Yeah, he's used the word scamdemic, I believe. Uh, uh, I don't think I think he's interviewed people who have. Um. Anyway, he definitely said that London overreacted to the pandemic. Oh, oh, yeah. oh very much so. Most of yeah. his platform is about that. Yeah. Um, so there are a few themes that come up again and again in his platform, but one of my favorite ones is he wants to launch something called the uh, Workout to Help Out program to encourage Londoners to get back to the gym. Hell Dude's yeah. rock. Awesome. I want Dude's that because I want to see him lifting weights next to Rishi Sunak. Oh, yeah, he, he loves breakdancing, like yeah. He loves like, break this is the other too. Thing. He's, a, he's oh, yeah. a jacked guy. Like He's, he's huge, muscular. Yeah. Um, and mm. he has multiple videos of himself breakdancing on this, yeah. on this YouTube He looks account. like a sort of Metal Gear Solid villain Patrick Wyman. <laughs> <laughs> Solidus Snake, Mayor of yeah. London. 
Yeah, so yeah, I, I say he's he talks to many of the same people Joe Rogan does, like Jocko Willink or Wim Hof. Um, Wait, sorry, you just you just said some noises. <laughs> I'll, I'll explain some later. Jocko Willink and Wim Hof. Uh, yeah, one's a Navy SEAL, the other's like an yeah, endurance I, 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 ice water I swimmer. Mm. Ice water swimmer, Wompty Dompty Van Dom. <laughs> yeah, and one always tells the truth and one always yeah, lies. That's right. But he also, yeah, like you said, he takes like jacking off lessons. He's drank his own piss twice, and one time he challenged Sadiq Khan to a swimming race, which was very funny. A very Byronian vibes. If he won't be confronted on his record, will he swim the Hellespont? <laughs> so he's yeah. this American banker who's like 50 years old. He moved to London in the early 2000s for reasons we'll explain. Uh, he married a woman he met working at the Dolce & Gabbana store and then started a YouTube channel called London Real. And London Real's mission statement Wait, is was aiming... was he working at the Dolce & Gabbana store? No, or was she? she was. Oh, I see. Uh, he was uh, he was in there buying one of his big suits. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> he was in there buying a huge suit. The suit game on this man, incredible. Can I just say that, like, when I first saw him in his suit, it just reminds me of like first day of sixth form in like the grammar schools where you get to wear like a big boy suit for the first time, and it's always like and it's always like obnoxious mm. with like the big tie, the big tie knot and stuff. It's it's that, but with the body of like an action figure. <laughs> Yes, he, lo- he looks like he's in the anime courtroom show. I forget what that's called. <laughs> Harvey Birdman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he's a lawyer. Like, Harvey he Birdman. like Phoenix Wright. Yeah. Mm. So uh, anyway, what I was going to say is, I I don't believe that anyone shops at the Dolce & Gabbana. I feel like Dolce & Gabbana is a designer brand that people only purchase in TK Maxx. I like I can't <laughs> imagine anyone going like, yeah, I really want some Dolce & Gabbana. Well, I'm just going to go and drop a grand at the Dolce & Gabbana store. Uh, Brian Rose like ice cream. In 2002, though, when it was cooler. Hmm. Uh, anyway, so uh, this is from an interview in, I think, Metro. So his parents divorced when he was seven, quote, which freaked me out and taught me I had to be self-sufficient. The closest he came to an interest in politics was writing a letter to Ronald Reagan as a child. My mom said oh, I wow. could do anything, so I wrote Reagan asking to meet. He replied only with a photo of him on a horse. Yeah, challenged him <laughs> to a swimming race. It was code. Yeah. It was code. <laughs> yeah. The, all the details were there, Brian. You just needed to piece it together. What do the numbers mean, Brian Rose? I am. I am. Speaking of horse, he then speaks about his experiences working as a banker in New York. Um, He says, I'm too hard on myself and have high standards. In a place like New York, all sorts of drugs are there. Heroin became my drug of choice in my 20s, but I snorted it because I wasn't a drug addict. That's how it works. Yeah, if you snort it. That's actually how it... I mean, look, this is is a... This is not to sort of impugn uh, uh, heroin users or anything like this. No, this this guy has to make doing drugs uncool. Yeah. yeah, why is he trying to soft pedal the heroin thing? That's the coolest thing he's ever done. I would be leaning into that hard. Like, yeah, I was on heroin for like ten years. It was yeah, awesome. While being a banker in the yeah. early two thousands. How do you be a banker on heroin? Though, like, cocaine is an obvious choice for a banker. Mm-hmm. Heroin strikes me as like it's more of a like oh, I'm going to take a bath and maybe die kind it's of drug. More of a nighttime thing <laughs> for him. Oh, okay. Yeah, anyway, the, 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 the big like yeah. off button. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what I find really funny is he's like, oh well, I wasn't a drug addict. I just snorted it all the time and then had an overdose. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, which is again a classic stupid guy opinion. Yeah, m- just most like, no, people no, no, likely no. get addicted to heroin, but I was mentally strong enough to not do that. Yeah, so basically that's Brian Rose. He moves to London in the early 2000s to like get clean off of heroin because he wasn't a drug addict. No, but he did have to move to London to get clean off of heroin. Yeah, but um, not in not in a way that would imply that he was a drug addict. No, correct. Just in a way that was like in in another any way. person would do. In another way that would imply yeah. that. It's a regular yes. lifestyle yeah. change where you have to stop taking heroin. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then he talks about how his favorite thing about London is uh, going to all the graveyards because he's a manic pixie dream idiot. Amazing. (laughs) I want a I want a goth mayor. He's the coolest (laughs) fucking candidate in this race by a wide margin. By a very wide margin. (laughs) Um. So basically, he also says that if we manage the underground better, then the whole system could look like Heathrow Terminal (laughs) Five. Great. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, one big building. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think like like the really I think he just really loves the tube station in Heathrow Terminal Five and is like, damn, I wish they could all be like that. Yeah. I, I, I wish it was all look like the mall. Mm. He also wants cool. more cops, right? Unfortunately, yes. Dolce and Gabbana in the tube. So I'm afraid the only reason we cannot give the official endorsement, the TF endorsement to Brian Rose, is that he does also want more the cops. Difference, the difference between Brian Rose and the other mayoral candidates is that while the other mayoral candidates simply want more cops, Brian Rose will be at the front line with them. He'll like do, he'll like do <laughs> jiu-jitsu right. on, the criminal, on, the, on the criminals that they're chasing um, and film it for his YouTube channel. He's the most police abolitionist candidate because we don't have any candidates who want to decrease the number of cops or even keep the number of cops the same. Brian Rose is the one who wants to increase it the least because he wants to increase it by one. Him. <laughs> <laughs> no, so he does actually want to increase it by I think about as many as Sean Bailey, which is a few thousand more than Sadiq Khan. The idea of um, like the Greens yeah. pumping more money into the Met Police is so funny to me. Like a, a fucking electric police car doing donuts on a memorial to a woman they <laughs> murdered just being like hmm. yeah this is cool yeah, uh, yeah. Like, the, like the greens didn't put a number on how many cops they want but they were like we need more cops as well everyone agrees on that yeah. anyway um so let's talk about some of brian rose and brian rose also like is in at the helm of a number of uh questionable businesses <laughs> uh like mm. the london real business academy um, oh. which you can where you can pay several you learn thousand about real business. Yeah, you can pay like over eight thousand pounds for access to the quote inner circle, which is like a Zoom call with Brian Rose. <laughs> cool. It's like dumb guy Scientology. Yeah, effectively. That's very fun. <laughs> I love that. Scientology for himbos. Elron himbo. Yeah, more or less. Uh, yeah. So um let's talk about his policies uh on an individual basis. Mm. Uh the housing crisis. Uh, so he has one policy that keeps coming up again and again, which is to like build a bunch of houses on land owned by TFL, which is like above train tracks yeah, or around say, train those, tracks. Like, Ooh, train people love tracks. living there. Yeah, yeah. He uh, also says he wants to build five thousand houses by Christmas this year. Yeah. What? Look, when when uh, yeah, when you five thousand guys, one house each, they each get like six months. So look, apparently, like, and this is according to like London.gov, right? TFL is a significant landowner. It owns like 5,700 acres of land. It's not just train tracks, but it's like mm. related to trains it's, and the yeah, development like, of trains. Uh, and- yards and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, I imagine most of it's not really suitable for residential well, housing. Quite a bit of it actually is sort of greenfield. Like a lot of it is actually suitable for residential housing. Like it's, this is not a, a, a crank platform. What's crank about it is that he's like, yeah, we're going to use a modular building technology to pre-build the houses shipping out of like shipping containers. containers. Yes. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> what is it with fucking shipping containers, man? I don't know, but everyone loves there modular are, houses. Because like the thing about like actual like there are like really cool like modular prefab housing technologies, but like not using fucking shipping containers. Like 
they're all like they're all like people who can build a house for like 70 grand and it's like actually a nice house with like and it's all made out of this like prefab stuff but like not a fucking a shipping container is not designed for that but also like your solution being like ah we're going to use uh prefab housing and that's going to solve the housing crisis there's nothing bigger about this no there's no problem with like tenants rights or rogue landlords we're going to get a factory to build a bunch of houses and bring them over here like all of those american companies that work so well it's a classic dumb guy thing for why shipping containers yeah. which is just like ah we don't have enough houses houses what do we have a loss of what do i look out of my window and happen to see uh shipping containers yeah. those are cheap he works with frank sabotka yeah exactly <laughs> brian rose went to shoreditch box park and was like neat <laughs> cool <laughs> he, he is who shoreditch is for like every single venue in shoreditch he's like oh man i'm so spoiled for choice the ball pit bar the fake prison bar the box park made out of shipping containers the crazy golf where it's epic and you get drunk oh man cool boy <laughs> how to choose uh, what I think is very funny also, oh, he has so many fun pl- f- policies that we're going to talk about. Mm. Uh, crime. Uh, lots more cops, but uh, digitized. I'm going to say lots more crime. <laughs> <laughs> lots more crime. Well, That'd be cool. Uh, lots more cops, but they'll be digitized cops. I looked into what that means, and unfortunately, it just means that he wants the cops to have paperless offices. The cop chain. Mm. Paperless offices, eh? Just about 5,000 more new freshly trained cops all bumbling around wearing Oculus Rifts, banging into each other. Oh, he would love that. Because if there's one thing that reading this manifesto of Brian Rose's, I've learned, it's that Brian Rose loves made-up technology that doesn't exist. <laughs> well, so do we. It would actually be cool, though, if he would put all of London's cops into a kind of, like, matrix where they're just in a virtual reality where there's only <laughs> other cops. The cop and they're all just dimension. bumping into each other going, like, uh, uh, were you the gentleman saying to myself, uh, about the the lady there uh, uh-huh. with whom you were uh, conversing earlier. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So um, what uh, the other thing is very funny is he was like, I've identified new ways of funding additional police, uh, but your mayor also needs to identify additional ways of funding community support. That's mm. where my companies for communities plan comes in. Oh, oh wow. Oh, hell yeah. Companies prefer to operate in safe environments uh, and CEOs as well want staff to be based in an HQ that's a safe place to we're live and work. We're going to give Facebook a gun. <laughs> no, we're going to make Facebook have a Facebook-owned community center. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, because that's the other thing. Most of the candidates have, in fact, recognized that the reason that crime in London is uh, going up uh, in, uh, not that much, but it's going up year on year, as opposed to every other major uh, Western city where it's been going down for the last uh, 30 uh, is essentially that we have uh, stripped out all of the bits of society that make it legal to exist unless you are rich. Um, and so, effectively, right, like, everyone has said this, it's just Brian Rose is like, mm. what if we got, uh, what if we got a green sill to sponsor a youth center, mm. Mm. <laughs> essentially? Um, very funny. So uh, he says, you will basically, yeah. So community services provided by uh, Oscar Mayer. So mm. uh, yeah, the, uh, what is the atomic weight of balonium? Uh, deliciousness. That's mm. right. Mm-hmm. People have got to know that stuff, you know? <laughs> Here's my, my favorite of his platform planks, though, which is uh, digital. So, number one, mm-hmm. uh, he wants to treat uh, the internet as an, infra- in, as an infrastructural human right, offering free high-speed broadband for all citizens. Broadband Great. communism. Great policy. But mm-hmm. also, <laughs> on a global scale, freedom of speech is threatened by companies as much as governments. 
The digital mega corporations are happy to make billions from positions of power, but are also increasingly happy to abuse that power to censor digital communications. Acting as judge, jury, and executioner, they make their own rules about what we can and cannot say, violating human rights based on corporate policies on a seemingly daily basis. That is why I, as the mayor of Greater London, will fight for digital freedom of speech and take the Silicon Valley technology companies to task. Mm. That's How? just that, saying the word by saying the word by saying I'm the very, gay word. I'm yeah. very sorry that the video of the Chinese man jacking you off was too hot for YouTube. I'm very sorry it got deleted. <laughs> oh no, he's personally just mad that they took down his video of David Icke being like, "Yeah, coronavirus is fake. Don't get a vaccine." Um, which is coronavirus cool. is fake, unlike everything else David Icke thinks. Yeah, mm. that's right. Yeah, the the lizard people stuff that's been proven. Mm-hmm. The like, uh, uh, yeah, all of that proven. The coronavirus stuff. Well, you're really out on that's a limb here, David Icke. Icke. I'm not yeah. sure I can follow you onto this. You ever seen lizards and people in the same room? So, anyway, I just think it's very. I, it is mm. very amusing to me that this this guy is essentially running on a platform of uh, the mayor of London will provide more likes to nut jobs on, uh, on YouTube and Twitter. More cool. faves. We're going to get more faves for weird idiots who like ayahuasca. Not even necessarily more faves for conservatives, just more faves for cranks and weirdos. That's something I don't awesome. get about Brian Rose, actually, is like why, why he's interviewing someone like David Icke, because he doesn't strike me as nuts enough for David no, Icke. No, Brian Rose is nuts enough for David Icke, for sure. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, very uh, much so. Uh, I uh, thought he was he, more garden variety. Well, no, idiot. he's like, he, he, I, he has the exact same, everything about him is the same as Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, but you see, so, Joe Rogan's not nuts enough for David no, Icke. Joe, they're, both freedom of, they're both free speech extremists, which means that they're like, on principle, want to interview David Icke because it's a free speech thing. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. yeah. Mm. So it's and also like uh, Rose has already come out being like, yeah, get the vaccine if you want to, but I'm too healthy for it. Which is again an identical thing that Rogan has said. Too much of a chad for the vaccine, yeah, effectively. Mm. Um, let's see the, the other funny thing he's uh, proposed about transport. So the only actual real proposal he has about transport is to scrap the congestion charge and get rid of cycle lanes. Boring. Um, Get rid of cycle lanes is such a funny oh, policy. I mean, yeah, why? It's it's just standard stuff where it's it's because it, it's 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 uh, policies for car YouTube guys. Mm. You know, just guys who mm. are just yelling at their phone in their car. Uh, yeah. Like that's that's like who me. he is for. Yeah, um, yeah like <laughs> yeah, for you, Milo. That's right. Yeah, that's uh, right. So he says. Um, Won the coveted Milo vote. So, That's right. He says, new revenue streams will be identified, including further advertising opportunities for TFL, blah, blah, blah. But I will also launch a scheme building a work already carried out in Europe. Look at the feasibility of, of introducing wireless charging for cars that are currently driving. So he's going to... Me- we're electrifying the road. No, we're, we're electrifying electri- the air. We're electrifying the air, Alex. Yeah, everyone in London gets terminal cancer in the first three months of Brian Rose's term. Yeah, but they can do like an ice swim <laughs> and then drink a lemongrass thing and they'll be fine. Well, it, it, like, He's trying to breed the X-Men in London yeah. by electrifying the air. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Join me. Yeah, very, very funny. Um, just, just a silly, silly man. <laughs> Mm. Anyway, the, the the crown and the jewel of his uh, of his policies is something called the Great Celebration, which he basically says is oh, the brother. same as the Great Exhibition. So he mm. wants to do like a like a Great Exhibition, like a World's Fair. Yeah, thing. again, a, a classic stupid thing to want. Awesome. They're mm. gonna have Stevenson's rocket. There. I want to be distracted with some jangling keys. Yes. Uh, but to be fair, again, like it's like it, you know, it's he's just being like, yeah, we're gonna have a thirty-one day party, bring twenty million people into the city in August. 
uh, free music festivals, streamlining licensing restrictions, food fairs throughout London. Like he cool. just forgets yeah. what the mayor is able to do. It's like we're hmm. going to set up a yeah, not we're much, set, as it turns We're going to set up a vegan protein shake stall with our own nootropics as the mayor's office. Cool. Yeah, that would be cool, actually. Yeah, uh, I'd love to get the Brian at Rose nootropics. I like. I want to have that brain. I love the idea of like because sissy because like the mayor has to move out of sissy hall like pretty soon. Um, that Brian Rose has decided to set up his office in like a muscle gym. Yeah, that's right. Work out to help out. That's right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, he's very the only thing standing in the way of Brian Rose. This this precious moron, this beautiful idiot. Uh, getting the official TF endorsement is his position on police. So if you want that endorsement, uh, Rose, just take the police out of the manifesto. Yeah. Then we're all yours. I love the idea that Brian Rose is just hanging out at the gym, talking to the only voters who matter, meatheads. Yeah. Like, if you count the votes numerically, Brian Rose doesn't win. But if you count his supporters by weight, he wins easily. <laughs> <laughs> Pure muscle. No, you yeah. lean body weight as well. He's like the Soviet ca- lamp factory. You have, to account- you have to count lean body weight. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Muscle yeah. mass. Yeah, muscle mass. He wins handily. Mm, um, right. Anyway, I want to talk about one last item before we move on and go about our days. Mm. Uh, this is... Is that our new range of nootropics? <laughs> that, that, that's right. No, mm. it's uh, we're doing a Blue Chew ad read. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So this is all about uh, vaccines and vaccine distribution and good old friend of the pod, uh, Billy Gates. Oh. William Gates. The guy who's given guy. us all the 5G. Yeah. Mm. The guy who did that. So, uh, yeah, he's the, for those of you who don't know, Bill Gates invented going on the computer in the uh, in the yep. second half of the 20th century. And for that, we yep. do thank him. Yeah. Um, and for that, he gets to decide uh, what of the world's poorest people, who, which one of them get vaccines, how many vaccines do they get, and which vaccine do they get? Which when not a lot, not yeah. many, and whichever one's cheap. Yeah, but when you we all voted for him to have this position when we all bought those computers that uh, you know you didn't have any choice yeah. but to buy. When we made him mm, the yeah. president of logging yeah. on, that's right. Yeah, that's right. He also that those responsibilities are uh, you get to be the global public health czar for your entire life. Mm. Um, that's what happens when you invent going on the computer. Um, yeah, due to an archaic rule, it's actually the same one that governs <laughs> the prime minister redecorating their apartment. <laughs> yeah. So look, this is a quote from him recently in uh, Salon, uh, but I believe Salon was writing about an interview he did on TV, mm-hmm. uh, basically saying, look, look, buddy, pal, look, we have to keep all of the vaccine formulas patented and have to keep them all secret cool. so that no one knows what they are. Um, it's like be- the KFC thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, because he says, look, it's, um, if we break the IP, then no one, will be, um, no one will be induced to save humanity by the profit motive, effectively. Um, mm. And also, but weren't they trying to give away the vaccine, the Oxford vaccine oh, yeah. before, like uh, he talked them into partnering with Merck? AstraZeneca? But yes, yeah, that's right, AstraZeneca. Whatever. So uh, yeah. he also, yeah, that's true. That comes up later. But he also says, "Look, huh. buddy, even uh, there are only so many vaccine factories in the world, and people are very serious." We should stop calling me buddy. <laughs> Safety mm. of vaccines. Find it really Canadian Bill Gates. <laughs> Uh, and so moving something that has never been done, moving a vaccine, say, from a Johnson & Johnson factory into a factory in India, mm. uh, is novel. Where lots of the vaccines are made anyway. Uh, well, yeah, but they have to be made in factories owned by Johnson & Johnson. Otherwise, oh, it's, right, okay. you know, who knows what's going on then? <laughs> who knows what will happen? Yeah. To let them get their hands on it. So uh, he says, it's novel. It's only because our grants and expertise that can happen at all. So, um, you know yeah. what else is novel, Bill Gates? The novel coronavirus. <laughs> Ayo. <laughs> Heyo. So. Uh, shooters out. Yeah. Effectively, right. Um, 
AstraZeneca manufactures their uh, COVID-19 vaccine in uh, India. Uh, mm. It then gets shipped out of India. And apparently none of the other factories in India, according to Bill Gates, uh, are really suitable for making it. So mm. we should just trust him, I suppose. Yeah. And also yeah, he... they're all making stuff like thumbs up or mm. uh, I don't yeah. know. And none of them could be made suitable either. Oh, no. Of course, no. no like, of if you ask not. why none of the factories are, su- even if even if you accept the premise that none of the factories are suitable, mm. this is not the time to ask why that is, of course. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Root co- No, root causes. Come on. Yeah. Um, we have to make sure that the world's richest get all of the vaccines. Well, uh, the world's poorest are all dead of the novel coronavirus because through yeah. the um, and again, we're going to talk about this fucking insane vaccine distribution program that mm. he is way too deeply involved in. Um, they're only going to get 20 percent of the vaccines they need for the next couple of years. Oh no, 20 is the same as 100, right? Yeah. Well, no. the thing is that the British government was so busy with railways that they forgot about vaccine infrastructure and then India got independence. Then it was too late. That's right. So th- this kind of thing of like vaccinating part of the population at a like delayed level, that's pretty much what you want to do if you want to cause a virus to mutate to resist a vaccine. Yes, right? essentially. If you wanted to say what is the one number one threat to like, I don't know, humanity as a species based on the novel coronavirus, it is intellectual property laws governing uh, vaccines. Cool. Don't do what Donnie don't do. Yeah, uh, if they wanted to say there is one, uh, I don't know, cartoon supervillain in uh, the uh, uh, in in uh, the world right now, it is Bill Gates, hmm. basically, because he's giving us all the five G coronavirus. Well, he's uh, giving yeah. us all the novel coronavirus, but he's taking a very uh, roundabout route where he's allowing uh, a new, uh, where basically by his, um, you know. Uh, despicable just despicable greed and grasping Mm. nature uh is deciding no what we're gonna do is we are going to while allowing like a lot of people in the global south to die unnecessarily we're Mm. also going to let a new a more novel coronavirus um mutate in those populations and then sweep over the rest of the world allowing the pharmaceutical companies to make more of a profit from making more vaccines it's genius booster shots every year yeah that's great so, so this is this is cool. Uh, I I find it very funny that um, anti-vaxxers like get very very mad about Bill Gates because they're like, ah, oh, he's he you know he has no regard for human life. Correct, true. Yeah. Why why do you think this? Ah, it's because uh, the the vaccine's gonna turn me gay yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, or, or like yeah. it's not gonna work, or it's gonna like. That's why uh, you should uh, have it. Fucking spy on yeah. me or whatever it's like no 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 you're not the person who gets exploited in this relationship yeah, exactly yeah uh, i also i really resent being like having like the world come to an end because of a guy with a lid that shocking mm. it's so that Bad man hair. has refused to update his haircut for like 40 years oh yeah he looks fucking awful he looks like his mom did it with a fucking pudding basin like what is going on with that <laughs> that's right the man is a billionaire. He looks like dead Mr. Rogers. Riley spends more on haircuts than that MF does. 100%. <laughs> like a lot more. Yeah, and that's why Riley's poor. Yeah, that's right. Maybe yeah. if I didn't spend money on all if those haircuts. If you save that money mm. on haircuts, yeah, yeah, you would be a multi-billionaire. That's right. Anyway, this view, the, the view that Bill Gates takes, right, is that it's important that these formulas don't get shared because if they got shared, the vaccines would be made in improper factories, which is also just a fucking lie. Wrong. Not true. Mm. Yeah. Um, you could torrent, yeah, you could. You might be able to torrent a vaccine. <laughs> also, aren't most vaccines quite easy to make? Yeah, well, the vaccine codes now are on GitHub. Yeah. Um, 
and it's the, and it's also tech it's GitHub, GitHub. yeah it's also technology mm. transfer that's an issue there GitHub. which again Bill Gates has decided for some fucking reason he gets to decide that how that all works he's just put himself mm-hmm. in charge of it yeah because he invented mm. being on the yeah. computer he invented Microsoft monster truck demo 2002 that came yeah. with the compact presario how would you have made a vaccine without Minesweeper? Yeah. What do you so, think the scientists were doing in their downtime? Uh, this view is also echoed, of course, by the EU and UK. So the EU said uh, there is no evidence that IP rights in any way hamper access to COVID-19 related medicines and technologies. Again, wrong. Um, I love it when they just say shit that's like obviously not true to like even the most casual observer, but just try and say it confidently enough that no one will question it. Like, well, why would intellectual property rights hamper people's access to vaccines? Like, uh, because that's directly what they're designed to do. Our intellectual property rights are designed to hamper your access to things. Yeah. That's literally the point of intellectual property. Yeah, it's it, it, And also like, OK, but if that's not the main barrier, why not remove it anyway? Yeah, because we don't feel like yeah, it. that's right. Yeah, well, the UK government basically dis- actually said um, uh, <laughs> that uh, it, without strict IP rules, uh, no new products might be made. Because, you know, also Ever? the drug hmm. companies, they spent tons of drug company money developing these vaccines, right? It was them. No taxpayers ever no, contributed. Not, no taxpayer to, funding. Yeah. I like, to, I like to think about the profit motive in, and like big pharma when I remember the sort of ongoing antibiotic resistance mm. crisis <laughs> barreling towards us the next thing coming down the pipe mm. uh purely because there's no like it's like oh we can't make enough money doing like discovering new antibiotics also yeah. for example right like it's not as though there are tons and tons of examples of ip specifically getting in the way of countries for example like south africa developing for example antibody therapeutics such as for example regeneron that was being stood in the way by for example eli Lilly, mm. for example just yeah. one example i, I, I simply th- this stuff this stuff yeets me all the way to the top left of the political yep. compass where it's like First of all, we fund most of this shit happening anyway. Second of all, we have tanks and you don't. Third of all, fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, we're just taking your shit. Like, mm. there is no reason for Pfizer or Eli Lilly or like whoever the fuck else to exist as an independent yeah. thing that is not beholden to so, a state. Uh, right. Pfizer, in fact, has been. Uh, has been protecting a patent, basically blocking the creation of a pneumococcal vaccine for and by India. So right. tanks, yeah. tanks, yeah. park the fucking M1 Abrams on their lawn yeah. and make them give up the yeah. shit. Nationalize the vaccine. That nationalize mm. like literally all the drug makers. We've got Nate. We're sending him down there. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nate in a challenger two. He's going down to the AstraZeneca <laughs> offices. If you're supposed to get vaccines, if you're a poorer country, through this facility called Covax. Now Covax, mm. how it works is it uses a, it's it's this thing where it's like okay. Uh, we're going to pool procurement for vaccines globally. And if you're a rich country, what you do is instead of funding vaccine vaccines individually from individual companies, you fund us and then we fund a whole portfolio of vaccines and then we share them out kind of equitably. But that's obviously not what happened. All the rich companies, they paid into COVAX, but also made a bunch of bilateral deals um, that are technically not allowed under COVAX with big multinational pharmaceutical companies to buy all the vaccines, which of course take priority over their delivery to COVAX. And because mm. COVAX is a creature of rich countries and Bill Gates, specifically Bill Gates, COVAX is mm. part of like a tripartite cooperation, right? Um, where uh, uh, that's for some reason, right? Uh, uh, they're like their COVID-19 tools accelerator is co-led by uh, 
also the Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Innovations and Gavi, the Vaccine Alliance, uh, and also the World Health Organization. How many of those uh, 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 organizations do you think are led by or a direct or have Bill Gates on their board of directors? I'll be, I'll be pessimistic. I'll say one. Two. two Riley's showing me a two. Two out of the three of those organizations are basically Bill Gates. Two of those guys are just yeah. Bill Gates in different hats. <laughs> yeah, it's just Bill Gates in different hats, deci- deciding as the in his capacity as the guy who invented going on the computer, uh, how many people live and die in India and South Africa and 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 other countries that are like not exactly high on the pecking order for vaccine procurement. I hate it when Clippy gets involved in my vaccine procurement. Yeah, the guy who invented Clippy. <laughs> the guy who invented Clippy is going to be like, okay, here's of the global fucking trolley problem. Here's how we're going to pull the lever. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the guy who invented Clippy. It's infuriating. What we're doing is multi-rail drifting. Actually. So, uh, basically, <laughs> right. Um, so a lot of the, the next sort of quotes are from a New Republic article entitled How Bill Gates Impeded Global Access to COVID Vaccines by Alexander Zaitchik. And it very much does what it says in the tin. Um, so this accelerator, right, is a public-private partnership based on uh, charity and industry enticements. Uh, And crucially, and in contrast to the uh, other accelerator that's about creating and sharing a formula, this accelerator, which is now the main one, um, uh, basically says, no, we will never share the formula. What we'll do is when rich countries buy a vaccine, we're going to take a little bit of that money and then buy a vaccine for a poorer country. One for me, one for you. It's like when you buy an Evian and they... One for you. Well, it's like Todd's. It's like Todd's. It's like um. It's like uh, the Todd's shoes or the espadrilles. They'll buy a pair mm. for a uh, less uh, yeah. a person. You less buy an Evian and they like hose down a villager in Africa somewhere. Yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> that really tickled Riley. That one. <laughs> it did. Um, we just want to get hosed some, down with some, Evian. Some yeah, some right. some some shoe company or some sports company does yeah, that. Where, like when you buy. Okay. Mm. Well. Yeah. 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 Todd does it yeah. from, from the Simpsons. <laughs> Mr. Todd. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, th- what I also find miraculous about this is that, again, like, it, like I just th- the West is so remarkable because, like, they are doing like real late Roman Empire shit in the sense that, like, they can sort of see that it's all collapsing, but they're doing nothing to preserve it. Like every opportunity no. they have to get score a big win on the board for the West, like the West could swoop in and vaccinate everyone, which they literally could if they devoted yeah, resources to it, we right? Where, but they're just gonna like they're just gonna let China do that and that's like that's totally yeah. something that china will do because it. they want the pr and then whine yeah. about that, it happening yeah. because yeah. they'll be like oh this is this is china doing like duplicitous yeah. soft vaccine diplomacy shit. or whatever it's like but they were gonna yeah. die <laughs> yeah right, wasn't that yeah. the, like a similar situation a similar situation happened with like the cuban doctors right yeah with, like the people yeah, that got yeah, like yeah. really mm-hmm. mad that like uh cuban doctors were sort of coming to the west to help like with the coronavirus um, with when like during the early days of the coronavirus, because the NHS was overwhelmed, and if you kind of yeah. gave any kind of praise to them, you would get shouted at by like various people with like I'm not going to say they Club had Ukraine people. flags in their yeah. emojis, but they may have had Ukrainian <laughs> flags in their emoji. In, yeah, in yeah, their, yeah. Uh, Fidel Castro took my family's plantation in Donetsk. Yeah, more um, or less. <laughs> um, yeah, so effectively, right? Yeah, it's like this. There is this thing where it's like it's like every time the West has ever swooped in mm. under more or less any circumstances, it has always been a massive humanitarian catastrophe. So I don't put it past us being like we're going to deliver the vaccines on the basis of uh, like a lend lease system, but with paveway force. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. We're, well, yeah. The, the, the way we're doing it is the most humanitarian disaster as possible, which is like by not doing it and actively hampering attempts to do it. 
And doing it just enough to like build up resistance. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, it's, like, it's, it's just, it's Chris Morris again. It's just, this is the one thing we didn't want to happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, this yeah. is G- Gates says uh, on IP it's a classic situation in global health where advocates uh, all of a sudden want the vaccine for zero dollars right away. Yes, because we funded it through taxpayer money, you fucking asshole. Incredible. Also because it's it's a public good. Yeah. It's like, wait, hang on a second. Hang on a second. You're just going to want to let the novel coronavirus just be a fact of life for a long time because oh, of some you, ideological you, commitment you to IP. romantic, mm. naive socialist, you simply want to not die for zero dollars. Uh, mm. Something I've been thinking about a lot is kind of, you know, uh, this whole idea about like how no one really like in mainstream culture like no one can really kind of describe what a public good should be right um and i think and i genuinely think that like the kind of decade of austerity really instilled this idea that like everything is up for sale and like nothing should be a public good which is why you end up like even you know even when we like circling back to british politics like the current labor party being unable to kind of explain what should like what an nhs or what like um public health care should look like or what it should be mm, it's often mm. just kind of like we don't you know we we don't want the conservatives to kind of privatize the nhs so can you kind of like bring in more consultants with uh some more degree of like parliamentary oversight right mm. and i think i don't know and mm. i think that kind of like expands to other things as well to where so we've gotten to this point where no one really even kind of like day-to-day processes of like how to live a life um, and what mm. kind of we owe each other as a society, like that's sort of been banished as well and kind of been commodified to the point where we don't actually know what a public good is and why like something as obvious as like if you have a global pandemic, which is halted and uh, really kind of impacted the global economy, then having global access to vaccines is sort of important, even if you're kind of making the capitalistic argument. Mm. And the fact that that can't be advanced really goes to show like how kind of this period of austerity has really kind of like impacted um, even the kind of like the psyche of what a pub, what public goods in a society should it, be. It's, yeah, it's, the like yeah. horizons of the possible yeah. have like yeah, closed yeah, yeah. in and, around and, and us. it's only all of what it can do is essentially incoherent. It's like market. Mm. It's like Mark Fisher uses the term market Stalinism. This is market Lysenkoism. Essentially, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it, it's got shades of the climate change thing about it all over again, where it's kind of like this thing where uh, like. The the we have to not do total capital yeah. for ten yeah, like seconds the view, to not all die. The view of yeah, like what what can be done or what should be done is so so rapidly short term, like so extremely short term to the point where they're barely looking beyond the end of their own nose. Where like a bunch of like big companies will be like, well, we can like safeguard this thing that we want today, which is intellectual property for like five minutes, and in return we might oh destroy the human race. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, hang on, am I in that? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank goodness! No, I'm an alien replicon from beyond the moon. Thank yeah. goodness. They, they watched the David David Icke video at Pfizer, and they were like, "Oh, that's us." <laughs> that's, well, this, well, this is also where like the Elon Musk kind of Mars stuff comes in, right? And this whole and his whole notion of like we have to be like an interplanetary species. What he's really speaking about is like rich people having like dual planetary like citizenship. 
to mm. ensure that when humanity mm. is fucked, like the people who were able to kind of like pave their way can continue to do so on his weird privatized like Mars yeah. colony mm-hmm. where he and Bill Gates have like an agreement on like the types of vaccine or like the types of kind of like medical equipment that can be used on Mars mm. when the settlement's kind of like occurring, right? Instead of dying um, on Earth, they can go and die on Mars. And I say they are welcome to. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> anyway, I know uh, we've been going uh, for a little bit long, so I think it's about that time mm. that we say thank you very much for listening to this uh yeah. this yet another episode of uh old tf i'm off to go uh do weights with brian rose yeah, we're all gonna go work out to help out with brian rose <laughs> we're brian all gonna get a shirtless leaflet for we're, brian rose we're all gonna do that Backwards same weird on. break dance that he does we're all challenging people to swim races we're all learning mm. how to jack off properly that's right and, yeah, we're, that's and right. we're all drinking each other's pee Yep, that's right. That's cool. right Fantastic. Yeah. What a stored it up in January. Yeah, what a guy. Uh, anyway, so thank you so much for listening. Uh, don't forget, there is a Patreon. Five bucks a month, second episode per week. It is a good deal. That's where you get not the free one. That's where you can hear the sexy voice, which we're not going to do because we're not we gonna have do to it. keep it for that. Because this is the free one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, so don't forget to do that. Uh, don't forget to, uh, on May 6th, uh, watch a movie. Uh, go for a drink. Uh, maybe mm. take a walk. Yeah. Uh, there are a whole lot of fun go, things go you could do. Go learn jack off. Yeah. <laughs> celebrate, celebrate International Workers' Day five yeah, days how late. How about this? Uh, do everything. Make this your alphabetical order day and everything you're going to do. M- message, yeah. mes- message me to be like, hey, Alice, you're turning 30 tomorrow. How's yeah. it going? Mm. Um, but message no, Alice some videos for the YouTube yeah. zone. You should do everything in alphabetical order that day. Uh, I think. Is it a Thursday? They often do elections on Thursday, yeah. don't they? If it's a Thursday, maybe tune into the YouTube yeah, zone. Yeah, tune into the YouTube zone. Find some videos for the YouTube zone. Right. Do any mm. number of things. It's going to be my birthday stream because mm. the day after that is my birthday. That's right. That's right. At midnight, we will we will sound the birthday horn. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to hear the birthday Stand horn. Stand on the birthday horn. That is that. right. All right. Uh, we will speak to you all in the bonus. Later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.